Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to episode 313 of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with... How are you doing? Hello, Dave. Good to be back after such a long time. Good to catch up again. I know you've been off on your teaching holidays, and so I was <laughs> trying not to bother you too much whilst you were sort of having your break. But nice to have you back on. So, what have you been up to whilst you've been off? Well, it has been a busy about six weeks, I think, and uh, I, I really did make the most of my summer, which means I was out a lot. I didn't, I didn't spend too much time in, but I did catch a good few TV series and finished a few off, and then I. I've suddenly gone back to work and my entire social time has gone and zipped into nothing. <laughs> yes. um, but I, I have managed to get a few things done. So um, I'll do my August film. So I know every month this year I've been trying to do my film of the month. I didn't watch a lot in August, to be totally honest. Um, and one of my friends, we sat down in his sofa one night and we watched this film with Angelina Jolie called Those Who Wish Me Dead. I, it's not an outstanding film, but from the small pool of films I watched in August, I'm going to recommend it as much my film of the month, uh, particularly for the absolutely brilliant Aidan Gillen and Nicholas Holt, who play the baddies. They're just absolutely brilliant actors and they're so horrible and evil. And yeah, it was really good. It's got John Berntel in it from Walking Dead fame, takes sort of the lead alongside Angelina Jolie. I really, really enjoyed it. So if you want to go and find it, go out there. I can't remember what program we watched it on, really, or what network we watched it through i think it was um downloaded the film from something like now tv or sky cinema something of that along those lines right and then the second film my september film yes it's only the 13th 14th of september at the moment but i'm going to recommend shang chi without a doubt um i've seen it twice this week that's why i'm recommending <laughs> it so my very limited social time saw me going to the cinema on thursday night with a, a very avid marvel fan friend of mine and it was so good and then my other friends today said, do you want to come again? And I was like, I'm going to do that. So um, I decided to go along, watch it for a second time today. And it's just as good. And today I got the opportunity to sort of watch it and like look for those tiny little details and those tiny little elements that you sometimes miss on the first screening. And uh, it's a really strong film. Yeah, I'm really happy about it. I haven't been to see it yet. So without spoiling anything, how does it compare to some of the other other MCU movies where we just kind of rank it? Yeah, so for me, it has it's a really good origin story for a new character with the appropriate amount of callbacks to the environment they are living in post Thanos. Um, so there are right. nice little touches where they reference Endgame, um, and that's really good. But we are setting up this character's history. There's a really good throwback in there as well. Um, you're, you know, if people may have seen the posters even. There's a throwback to one of the earlier films in Phase 1 or 2, yeah. um, which is really good. I think it is, to me, it's coming out slightly better than like the first Ant-Man. You know, it's up there and it's ranking. It sets a good tone. There's a lovely balance of comedy and action. My friend who I went with tonight, she came out and she loves the Marvel films alongside us, but she sometimes gets overwhelmed when it's lots of guns and shooting and makes it really violent. Mm -hmm. And because this wasn't, it was much more about martial arts and there wasn't all that, she really enjoyed it. She really engaged it. There's a real 
fantasy element to this film as well. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm putting it up there with like just on top of the Ant Man. I'm saying it's in the it's definitely within the top fifteen, top ten of all the films in the um, cinematic universe. Um, I, I preferred it to Black Widow, so that's where I'm putting it. I know I did Black Widow as my film of the month a couple of months ago, and I think I preferred Shang Chi to Black Widow. Okay, so. that's good. That sounds like good. I mean, generally the it's had very high ratings, very positive reviews. Mm. I know it's been doing well at the box office, which is good news because obviously there was the whole thing about them not releasing it straight onto Disney Plus, which is what they did with Black Widow, which got them into yeah. a lot of trouble. So yeah. it's nice to see that people are actually going out to the cinema to see mm. it, which is good. I personally haven't been yet. I'm kind of contemplating it. I'm not sure whether I might wait. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll go and see it in the cinema. I'm not sure yet. Definitely a recommendation. And I, a one real star turn, and we both agree with this, is Aquafina. She sort of plays the sidekick to Simu Lee's Shang-Chi, and she's just brilliant. And she's the comedy element. And, you know, so Marvel is so good at doing this now, bringing in that sub-character that brings that lightness to the script and doesn't make it too dark and too depressing, which I think, you know, that's where DC have got stuck a lot of the time. It's too dark. And no, Aquafina, absolutely, you know, I recommend watching it just for her alone. She's really good. Excellent. Definitely a thumbs up and definitely one that I will I will certainly see at yeah. some point. I, whether I get to the cinema <laughs> or not, I don't know. Fantastic. So uh, so that was my films for the months. Uh, I just whizzed through some of the series that I finally finished over the summer. I uh, finally got around to watching Mayor of Easttown. Absolutely superb. Now understand why Kate Winslet uh, has been nominating, I mean, winning all those awards. Absolutely fantastic real depth of the character really good series that wasn't sometimes I find those um, series with like 50 55 minute episodes really long um, mm. but I didn't I really enjoyed it I wanted to watch the next one from the sublime to the ridiculous I watched Cooking with Paris on <laughs> Netflix I do not understand how she survives but you know I'm not a fan of anything like the Kardashians and things like that but Kim Kardashian came out really well in her episode so she cooks with Paris and she basically says you know this is how you turn an oven on Paris this is a so, spatula <laughs> I hadn't actually realised this was a thing but yeah. this is a cooking show with Paris Hilton for those basically yeah so she's ready to get married and have a child so she wants to do some cooking with her friends so she invites wow. like so Kim Kardashian comes around one day her mum and her sister come around one day and it is as ridiculous as it sounds if you want to laugh for 25 minutes I don't think I'm going to take any of the recipes away but it was genuinely just I needed it there's a bit of time towards the end of the summer yeah. where I was really sort of struggling with my workload so I just used to put this on in the background but yeah that was good <laughs> Oh dear. Um, I finished Love Victor. I heard Matt talking about it a few weeks ago. Absolutely beautiful sort of ending to that series. It's already been renewed for series three. Looking forward to that. Atypical ended, obviously, final season. I was disappointed by the ending slightly. I'm going to be brutally honest. It's beautiful into the, the way they ended it, but I wanted a little bit more as the end of a series. And they knew it was the end of the series before they went into making this. <laughs> but, you know, I watched The Chair, Sandra O's sitcom on Netflix, six episodes where she plays the chair of an English department. I really enjoyed it. I, I hope that gets renewed. It was funny. It was had a lot about feminism and uh, ageism. And there was sort of looking at how the university structure and the tenure system for lecturers sit in. Sit in. And I thought it was quite good. And again, that really was a, a pleasure to watch. And then I finally finished Harlequin. I think earlier this week, actually, I finally got around to watching the final episode of that. And that was bonkers towards the end as well yeah. uh, with the whole setup to the wedding and what happened to Psycho and it was yeah anyway so those are the things I finished um, I started watching Greg Davis's The Cleaner yesterday yes. not sure how I feel about it Helena Bonham Carter and Greg Davis in the first episode I was a bit like mm, I'm going to give the second episode a chance yes. I'm hooked on Vigil yes. um, and uh, I'm going to miss tonight's episode so me and Dave record this on a Sunday so I'll be catching up with that in the week I, <laughs> I'm watching Late Night Mash I've got the name of this programme wrong so many times this week <laughs> yes. I've been calling it Weekly Mash Nightly Mash every other everything late night mash nish kumar's gone over to dave they've thrown a little bit more money at it there are a lot more young fresh comedians in it it's very satirical there's a balance as well that you know as much as they're being hated on for being too lefty there is some you know, right-wing stuff coming through there as well and i started the fbi's and one episode left of white lotus and i think that is what <laughs> i have been watching in the last six to seven weeks since i last been on so 
Dave, it's over to you. Late Night Mash, I'm really enjoying. And uh, yeah, they do seem to have kind of upped the budget for the set a little bit, certainly, yeah. whether they've actually kind of thrown that much more money at it, I don't know. But I mean, it, it is basically the Mash report, but slightly longer. And yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's the same show pretty much. <laughs> The cleaner I watched as well. Um, I know what you mean. It is difficult slightly to gauge. But, I mean, it's Greg Davies. He's a crime scene cleaner. I really laughed at the opening episode right at the very start where he kind of turns up at the scene and there's sort of blood everywhere or over this room and his main complaint is the fact that he's supposed to be going out for a curry and this is going to take him forever. You know, the, it, that I thought was really, really funny. And he's cleaning and then there's, there's a neighbour that turns up and that gets a bit strange. And then Helen Bonham Carter's character appears and it ends up in this sort of weird dream sequence thing. It's very odd. It sort of jumps all over the place. Mm. Um, but it's sort of interesting as well. So kept my attention enough for the sort of half hour of when it was on. I'm like you. I, I'm not entirely sure about it yet. And I want to see, I think the second episode is due out next week. So I will go and watch it then. But it's an odd one that uh, in terms of, it's an adaptation of a... I, Belgian, I think, or Swedish comedy, or I think. German or so. I did hear it was European, yeah. Yeah. So it is an adaptation from somewhere else. Uh, I don't know how surreal the original one is. And it was very much based around, I think, the comedian that was doing it, who's quite a well-known comedian in his native country, I think. So it's an interesting one. I want to see more of it because it is intriguing, but it is a little bit weird. It does jump around quite a lot. So I've been doing that. I am also watching through Vigil. I'm completely addicted to that. It's one of those solid BBC Sunday night dramas that they do so, so well. On the gaming side of things, I've been playing Surviving Mars, which had some new DLC come out uh, called Below and Beyond. And uh, Surviving Mars is basically a a sort of city builder where you've got to try and colonize and terraform Mars. They've added the ability to actually explore the underground of Mars and also mine on asteroids as well. So you end up with like three different locations you can go into and it it gets a bit plate spinny of sort of trying to do and build out your stuff on the main sort of Mars base. And then you kind of got to go to the underground bit because something's gone wrong and then something needs to be sorted out on an asteroid. So you're jumping around backwards and forwards. But it's it's extending the content and it's good fun as well. It is worth getting. I mean, the base game is great and is worth getting anyway, but uh, the Below and Beyond DLC is out now. So that is worth looking at. Lucifer Sixth Season started as well. That is now on Netflix. I'm about halfway through that. You watch this, don't you? No, I, I tried watching it many, uh, about four years ago. I watched the first season when it was on Amazon and I was I started season two and then life ran away with me and then when you, when I see it gets to four five and six I'm like I, I'm just too far away from it now um, right. so I never continued watching it so is, is it coming through good is the good seat is it good yeah I mean it's been pretty consistent throughout particularly since it's moved on to Netflix I think they handled it really really well and they kept on ordering more and more episodes so we are on the sixth and final season I'm about halfway through it at the moment it's interesting how they're handling this sixth season because i mean the fifth season ends with him changing jobs shall we say and quite a dramatic sort of shift in the lives of the main characters it feels almost like a little bit of a coda to the original series this season because it is still working as a procedural like it always has done but they're having to tweak it in certain ways because of the fact that they're not doing the jobs that they were previously doing for the past five seasons they're doing something else so they're having to sort of work out inventive ways of getting the procedural elements in there and keeping that running and they're doing that actually quite well i don't know how it ends yet so i can't sort of go completely into it but uh, definitely um want to to continue with it is you should go and watch it because it is just a wonderful wonderful show and uh there aren't that many episodes because the the netflix ones are only sort of 
10, 16. I do love Tom Ellis. I've always loved him as an actor, even when he was in his Miranda days. I really, you know, I thought he was a really good actor. I think I just got my timings wrong getting into it. Like, and then with a lot of things that I get to, if they get to too many seasons along the way, I'm like, oh, it's not worth it now. And I give up too easily. (laughs) Yeah, it is one that is certainly worth sort of binging your way through. You don't have to think about it too heavily either. You know, it it is a fun take on a kind of procedural. I mean, it, it bears no relationship to the comic book it's based on because it's based on Neil Gaiman comic book which is a lot stranger and just completely different other than the basic premise that the devil gets bored and moves to Los Angeles that pretty much <laughs> is the only thing they took from the comic books almost so but it is a wonderful wonderful series and I am very interested to see how they end I, I've been managed to avoid spoilers of sort of the end of it on online so uh, you know I will be watching the rest of that over the next sort of few days so I can talk a bit more, more about that next week the other thing I want watched because there was a few new shows around this week wolf which is a really sort of dark funny dramedy i guess is probably the way to look at it it's uh from paul abbott who did the uk version of shameless and or the original version of shameless and no offense which was just superb if you ever saw that um in this, it stars Babu Cisse as a forensic criminologist. So he's the person that they call in to go in and check body parts and that sort of stuff when there's when there's a crime scene and things. It's very, very Paul Abbott. It feels very similar to something like No Offence. I didn't see Shameless, but it's very much in that same sort of vein and um, that kind of franticness to it as well. It has got a lot of procedural elements to it. It's sort of, somebody put it as, it's a bit like if Paul Abbott had done Silent Witness, is how they they described it. It's six parts, so it's six episodes, uh, very much a sort of story of the week thing. So there is a death at the start of each episode, and they're having to solve it and that sort of crime side of things is pretty much standard procedural stuff kind of like bones of sort of finding a person like the opening episode is a is a guy that's been fed into a meat grinder you know oh, so there's sort of weird gruesome deaths generally i don't know what the rest of the series will be like but certainly the, the yeah, that's that seems to be the sort of things that they're going for the team that he has around him are very kind of blase about these sort of things because they see this sort of death every day. So Babu Cisse, who plays this lead, who is this science professor called Wolf. So as well as dealing with the forensic stuff for the police, he's also a professor at this uh, university. He also is dealing with a number of mental health issues as well. So that comes up. It's got Amanda Abington in there from Sherlock. It's uh, Natalie Tenyard from Game of Thrones, Adam Long, Naomi Yang, Talitha Wing, and Shaniqua Ocker and Christine Tremaco is the other star of it as well. If you like things like No Offence, if you like Paul Abbott's work, definitely want to go and watch. It's on Sky Max now, and uh, I think all the episodes are available on demand, so it'll be on Now TV if you want to go and kind of binge your way through that. I've seen it on the front page of Now when I logged in earlier today, so I, I knew it was there. I think it went on to me a long list that I write. I write a long list now of things I'd love to see <laughs> if yes. I have the time. <laughs> Yeah, as I say, it's only six episodes. They're about 45 minutes long without the ad breaks. So standard sort of hour long show. Very, very funny, very dark, very, very Paul Abbott. If that's your sort of thing, definitely worth watching. The other thing I wanted to mention, which again, you're the wrong person to be on the show for talking about this because it will be nothing to you, but uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, if you haven't seen, that game is getting a remake for PS5 and PC for the uninitiated that don't know that game it is a classic classic rpg it's from bioware it is a phenomenal piece of work it is one of the most cinematic games ever created it's deeply embedded in the uh, Star Wars Legends lore, although whether this folds it into the canon stuff now, I don't know. That's going to be sort of interesting to see. The people that are doing it are a company called Aspire, who are doing it in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games and Sony Interactive Entertainment, hence the reason why it is a PS5 and PC exclusive. Aspire are better known for doing ports of the video games, 
and this will be the sort of first thing that they are, you know, that they are essentially porting an old game, but it is a complete remake from the ground up. So it's going to be brand new graphics. It's going to be using the full extent of the PS5 hardware, or at least that's the plan for it. We don't know whether it, when it's coming out, but it's it's called uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Remake. There is more information about that up on the website, but I, I'm incredibly excited for that coming out. And uh, certainly it's one of those games that shows you how cinematic games can be. And the first game, even though it, it came out in 2003, was an incredibly cinematic experience and kind of the thing that really put Bioware on the map. I'm very, very interested to see how they handle this and very excited hopefully that that comes out really really well that's all the stuff i've been watching this week and gray has been watching this week let's move on to some tv and film news ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. The first one is is a sort of cancellation. It's it's actually coming back for a final season. They've announced Final Space Season 3 is coming to Netflix on September the 16th, but they've also said that will be the final season as well. This was a sort of animated sci-fi comedy in the vein of your kind of future armory sort of stuff that sort of animation style it's not a mad going thing it's uh it was somebody else that did it but um yeah that is coming back on the 16th of september but it will be the final season for that in terms of the renewals uh good trouble has been renewed for a fourth season over at freeform so that's coming back real time with bill maher is being renewed through until 2024 so if you like those sort of political things that is going to be around for a while yet gossip girl the reboot series has been renewed for a second season at hbo max after it broke all its records for its debut so that's been going down really well and star trek picard there's a few other bits of Star Trek news later on as well but Star Trek Picard has been renewed for a third season on Paramount Plus and on Amazon in the UK if you've watched any of this stuff because the Gossip Girl is on BBC iPlayer yeah when I was a bit younger I remember watching it and I think I got to like season three when I was younger and then gave up on it and then I saw it all coming on to iPlayer and I genuinely thought it was just dropping all the old episodes you know that they've done with a couple of and then, then someone said no it's a new season of as well and I was like a new season of course I remember talking about it on here with you mm. I was like oh I didn't know BBC had got that but I haven't been watching it but it's just again something I just will not be able to fit into my life so yeah. um, I haven't gone and visited but I've seen it all over the iPlayer front pages and like I'm going onto the iPlayer to look for things I want to watch like the new series of QI is coming out and you know um, it's just covering the iPlayer like both on my iPad and on the main screen of the TV <laughs> it's just absolutely promoing it out as as much as they can yeah um they have got all the original series on there as well but yeah they released the original series all seven seasons i think of that and then also bought the new series as well so uh, both of those are are on there and uh, presumably they'll put the second season on there uh good trouble is also an iplayer show as well so that is also up on there the original show which is the fosters i think that's on disney plus, disney plus. Or star yeah yeah on star on disney plus but the uh, good trouble they picked up for bbc3 on iplayer that will be coming back for a fourth season as well a uh, third season we're expecting some point over the winter but we don't know exactly when yet in terms of pickups motherland fort salem second season should be on iplayer right now they really low-key dropped that because they haven't really been announcing it or or anything there was just a post on the bbc3 or the iplayer social media somebody had been asking about when season two dropping and they went oh it'll be on on sunday and that's it that's the only reference i can find to it 
anywhere. I can't find it in the BBC listings and the press listings. I don't think I've seen any ads for it. It's just, it's really odd. But um, yeah, the second season is apparently now up on iPlayer. So you'll be able to go and find it on there. And uh, given how popular that show seems to have been, I mean, it's certainly over here, there certainly seems to be a very dedicated fan base for it over here. And I know Daryl is a huge fan of it. And he, so, he says it's one of the best of those sort of fantasy teen dramery things that they've done for a while. So uh, I watched a couple of episodes of it and it was good. And I just haven't kind of managed to get back around to it. But uh, they've announced that it's coming back for a third and final season as well. So uh, second season is up on there. I can confirm it is up there. I've just checked. <laughs> good, good. So uh, yes, that two seasons of that up there now. Other pickups, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist has been saved by, uh, well, we don't know for how long, but it has been saved by Raku for at least a holiday movie, which is coming out this Christmas. Uh, the second season is also coming up very, very soon on to E4 as well. As far as we're aware, that's going to be towards the end of this month. So um, that is coming up relatively soon. We just haven't got an exact date for it. But after the second season, it has been saved for the big holiday musical extravaganza, basically, which is going to be on Roku. And if you're wondering how to get what Roku is and how to get Roku, the Roku channel is available on SkyQ. It's available on Now TV boxes. So if you've got Now TV hardware, it's available on that. It's not if you've got the Now app, but if you've got the Now box, it's one of the other apps you can get on there. And you can get it on SkyQ. You can get it, obviously, on on Roku boxes because Roku make their own sticks. It's available on various different places and some TVs, I think, have it as well built in. You know, it's an app that you can get on some mm. TVs. So I think it's few, on mine, yeah. Yeah, so there's a few places you can get it. And uh, the Roku channel is actually great. It's got a whole bunch of completely free, older content on there. It's got all the stuff from Quibi is up on there and they've started now renewing some of those Quibi series for new seasons. We talked about Most Dangerous Game recently. That has been renewed for another season with Christoph Waltz back they've now picked up this and saved this for a christmas movie we don't know whether that will then lead on to another series they haven't specifically said one way or another they say they'll doing it i think it's being done in such a way that it will be a satisfying conclusion if they want to conclude it but there may be a possibility that they can go on and make a third season if it goes down extremely well so we'll have to see what happens with that but you know it will be nice to get some form of closure to it and them to be able to round it off in some way i adored that show it yeah, just so good. was wonderful absolutely wonderful and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the second season of it Taskmaster Season 12 has got an air date, so that will be back on the 23rd of September at 9pm on Channel 4. I still haven't got around to watching any of this. I know you're a big fan of Taskmaster. Yeah, really, really good. I'm really looking forward to Season 12. Apparently, I've read on like forums, Season 13 has just finished filming as well, so they're very far ahead. So what they'll do is they'll have Season 12, and then the very last episode of Season 12, they'll tease the celebrities that are going to be on Season 13, and they were filming i heard a rumor the champion of champions 2 which were the winners from episodes for season 6 7 8 9 and 10 ah. so there's um yeah lots going on with taskmaster and i knew channel 4 had them for six seasons or that that was the original deal so champion of champions would be three so you'd think they'd get 14 15 and then they'd have a another champion of champions three so that should make it up to their six they had had to do i believe awesome so. i've recorded it last time with the intention of watching it and then never got around to it so <laughs> um, i i will go and like watch some episodes of it i just i mean it's one that i've not started and i'm sure i'd really enjoy it if i actually did but i i just there's so much stuff around that i just i haven't had time so some of the other Star Trek stuff that uh, has been mentioned, Star Trek Picard, that is returning for season two in February. They've said Star Trek Discovery season four has got a US air date. It's November 18th. So it means it should be on the 19th on Netflix, but Netflix UK, as they tend not to do, haven't announced the date 
yet. But it is coming on the 18th to in the US and it's always been the day after over here. So we're assuming it's going to come on the 19th of November. Those are the two big Star Trek things. We still don't know exactly what's happening with Strange New Worlds. They did announce some of the characters that are, are being played and who's playing who on that show. Apart from, you know, we know some of the obvious ones because they were in Enterprise, but they've announced some more of the characters for that. So you can go and find some more information about that up on the website. Uh, there was a big Star Trek Day thing. That's why we got all the announcements for that. And uh, Star Trek Prodigy, which is the kids show that is launching on Paramount Plus when Paramount Plus launches in the UK. We don't know about Strange New Worlds. It was mysteriously missing off the Paramount Plus list when they announced all the shows on there, which is really strange because it's not being announced anywhere else either. So either it's been pre-sold to somebody like Amazon or Netflix and they haven't announced it yet, or it is going to be on Paramount Plus. I mean, it's going to end up somewhere, I'm sure, but we don't know exactly where. Moving back onto British TV, Sister Boniface Mysteries, which was a spin-off from the TV show Father Brown, that's been picked up by UK TV drama in the UK, whereas I think Father Brown runs on BBC One. I've never seen any of this. It's a sort of daytime thing. Um, <laughs> But, I've never seen any of it either, no. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yes, they've they've picked up the spin-off for UK TV. But Father Brown is made by BBC Studios. The spin-off is also made by BBC Studios. BBC Studios also own UK TV as well. So if you're wondering why it's not going to BBC One and it's gone to UK TV drama, that's basically why. I mean, I, I think they were talking to BBC One about running it, but they decided that they didn't want to. So it's going on to uh, UK TV drama instead because they own it, so why not? And the other bit of news that dropped this week was that uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be leaving the Mr. and Mrs. Smith series she was supposed to be doing. She was going to be co-starring in it with Donald Glover, but apparently there has been some creative differences between the pair. It's all fine. They're, they're still friends and stuff. It's just the direction of it is slightly different to the way that she, she wanted it to go, apparently. And they were supposed to be co-creating it together and co-leading it, but they've just decided it's not working out and she's decided to go off and do other things. And uh, I mean, she's fairly busy anyway at the moment. And I mean, he's fairly busy as well, actually. But uh, so he's taking creative control of it and they will recast her on screen role. It's a bit of a shame because I do really like the pair of them and um, I would love to have seen this with both of them. Uh, If you've not heard about it, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is basically a TV series based on the movie that had Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie in it. And they're a sort of bored or come across as a bored middle-class married couple and are surprised to learn that in actual fact that they're both hiding the fact that they're assassins and they each get notifications to kill each other, essentially. And it ends up being this sort of thing with the uh, pair of them going at each other. So that was the original set up for the film. The TV show is basically doing a similar sort of thing. And it was supposed to be co-created by Donald Glover and uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, but now it's going to be Donald Glover and somebody else taking the lead role in it. And if you read enough into the internet, uh, the rumour has it is her creative differences might be related to Indiana Jones. There are rumours out there that she might be working with Harrison Ford on the next Indiana Jones. I'm just saying it. If you look deep enough into those stories about why she's left, there's lots of chatter around her meeting Harrison Ford and, and Spielberg about that. Yeah, I mean, there has been some certainly some talk of that. I think she's actually in the indie movie as well so whether that means she's got involved with writing behind the scenes as well possibly uh she did just do no time to die she was involved with the script working on the script for that so she's had that she's uh also involved in a competition series called screenshot with olivia coleman and ed sinclair i think it sounds like she's in a sort of judge position for that because that's a new tv series which is for comedy writers and performers who have theater projects 
and are trying to develop them for TV. That's a new competition series, which is apparently coming up. That looks kind of quite interesting. And uh, obviously, Phoebe Waller-Bridge has a lot of experience in that because of Fleabag. Fleabag started out as a stage play and then ended up as a very, very successful TV show. So uh, she's been involved with that apparently as well. So she's fairly busy right now, you know, because, yeah. you know, Indy 5 and and that. Like I say, just coming off the Bond film. Donald Glover is apparently on post-production on uh, Atlanta as well. So Atlanta season three, he's in production on season four and he apparently is writing the entire thing himself. He's also involved in Hive, which is a musical drama for Amazon with one of the writers on Atlanta. They're both pretty busy. It'd be interesting to see who they get cast as the uh, female lead Mm. now in it. We'll see. Moving on to some other news stories, Georgina and David Tennant are starring and producing a new Jekyll and Hyde-inspired thriller for Peacock. Peacock, of course, is the NBC streaming service which we are getting over here as part of Sky fairly soon. We're supposed to be getting that before the end of the year. David and Georgina Tennant, obviously husband and wife team who's very, very well known, it's going to be starring David playing a disgraced journalist who stumbles across a story that could resurrect his career career but when he learns he's seen something he shouldn't have he is now the target of unknown adversaries who will do anything to silence him on the run as people around him go missing or die a serious accident has an extraordinary side effect and he realizes there are monsters in this world and he may just be one of them he would star in it and exec produce alongside his wife he doesn't say exactly what Georgina will be playing in this because it does give the impression that she's going to be on screen as well. It's written and exact produced by Michelle Fazakis and Tara Butters, who are the people that were behind things like Agent Carter and Emergence, which was quite a fun little sci-fi show, although it only lasted one season, with the Emmy, BAFTA and uh, DGA nominated Julia Ann Robertson from Bridgerton, The Catch and Blackpool, exec producing and directing. Blackpool was the show which basically kickstarted David Tennant's career. So that's sort of why he's involved in it as well. So I sort of update to Jekyll and Hyde by the sounds of it. Any thoughts? Well, there are so many versions of Jekyll and Hyde out there. I say this as a teacher and had to teach a part of it last <laughs> year. And there was um, a, a terrible, terrible version. I can't believe I was making the poor children watch it. Um, <laughs> the name of the actor escapes me now. He was one of the original guys that was supposed to be playing Wolverine before Hugh Jackman got the part. But there are so many variations. Do you remember we had the James Nesbitt one not yes. long ago as well? Yes. I don't know. If it's done, it's like, you know, we in Britain, we love it, don't we? When, when we remake a, a show over and over again, and I'm sure in our lifetime, we're going to have another set of Sherlock's being made, and we're going to sure. have another set of Agatha Christie's. So I'm sure it'll go down well. We Brits love it. And it's um, obviously got tenant behind it, and therefore it's going to have an absolute throng of fans come and watch it. Well, yeah. And seeing David and Georgina back on screen again, I think, it's going to be kind of interesting because we've only really seen them together in sort of a run on Doctor Who, I guess, which is where they first met in the first place and staged as well, where they're playing yeah. versions of themselves. So I'm kind of interested to see whether she does end up on screen as well and uh, rather than just producing and it ends up being sort of a thing with the both of them. That would be kind of interesting to watch. Described as sort of Jekyll and Hyde by way of a conspiracy thriller, which I think at least is a slightly different angle to take on it. I like the writers behind it and the showrunners behind it. As I say, they were involved in Agent Carter. They did Emergence and Emergence was a really solid little show. I unfortunately didn't find an audience on ABC, but I really quite enjoyed that. I thought they did a good job with it. So um, yeah, coming to Peacock, which launching on SkyQ and Nair TV later this year, supposedly. So um, we don't know when this will land. Presumably this will be next year at some point. Peacock's got very little at the moment, but he's got quite a lot of interesting stuff coming up so uh, we'll have to wait and see when that actually turns up it is technically still in development but I, it feels like one of those things that's probably going to go forward I would have thought moving on to other ex-Doctor Who's Close to Me which is a new psychological suspense drama has been announced by Channel 4 and that stars Christopher Eccleston and Connie Nielsen it's a six part series that follows the story of Joe Harding played by Connie Nielsen who is a woman who seems to have it all a beautiful house in the country a loving 
family and Rob, her devoted husband, played by Christopher Eccleston. But following a fall, an entire year suddenly vanishes from Joe's memory. As she's struggling to piece together everything, Joe discovers that her life wasn't quite as perfect as she imagined and that someone will do all they can to keep a terrible secret from her. I like rather like the sound of this. I think this sounds kind of quite interesting as a sort of psychological suspense thriller and um, you know seems to have a decent cast in there uh, Chris Brackleston's usually pretty watchable mm. um, what are your views I do like what Christopher Eccleston does and he normally does choose really strong scripts and strong dramas often he only does one season of these these series but yeah. I really like Connie Nielsen as well um, I, I always have to remind myself which Connie she is I get the Connie Nielsen <laughs> and the Connie Britton mixed up sometimes <laughs> but um, you know the Channel 4 dramas they're putting out at the moment as much as they've been getting rid of some of our really good shows they've got some really strong ones coming out and yeah definitely would be interested in this I see a bit of it was filmed near to me so definitely might, might be interested in that so <laughs> yeah Connie was she was in the following she was in plays Queen Hippolyta in um, the Wonder Woman and Justice League movies as well yeah. that's probably the other thing people know her from and she was in uh, Law and Order SVU you know she's been in a few different things she's probably a face that people will recognise I would have thought I don't know her as well obviously as I do Christopher Eccleston but I mean like you say he does tend to generally pick really interesting roles so um yeah i'm quite intrigued by that i think that could be quite good that is coming in the autumn at some point so it's already filmed we don't know exactly when it's going to land it's based on a novel by amanda reynolds as well i don't know the original novel either but uh, it's called close to me it's on channel four it'd be one to watch out for i think and lastly (laughs) fox are once again looking oh, to bring back 24 there are discussions we we it's like almost like groundhog day this because we <laughs> i'm sure we do this like story once a year but fox are apparently in active creative discussions as they described it about bringing back 24 once again they've talked about this many 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 times and there's been so many different versions of it so obviously 24 as i'm sure most of you know starred keith of the southern as a counter-terrorist agent, Jack Bauer. He dealt with all sorts of threats from like presidential assassinations to nuclear bombs going off, bioterrorism, cyber warfare. Pretty much for terrorists tried it, Jack was there to try and stop them. The unique thing about the show, obviously, was it, it played out in real time. That was always the idea of it, which slightly got screwed up when they decided to recommission it for shorter seasons towards the end, and it ended up being 12 episodes. But, you know, generally it plays out in 20 four hours that was sort of always the idea of it fox's entertainment president who is a man called michael thorne has said there is still a possibility there are still some discussions with the producers on a take that we have yet to hear there are active creative discussions that are happening so it's in no way guaranteed that it's coming back they're just talking about it i mean they did try and they did manage to get one version of it to air which was 24 legacy which had Corey hawkins in the lead playing a completely different person person playing a new CTU agent who again was having a very bad day. They also have talked previously about other revivals where they could take that 24-hour format and fit it onto something else. So the suggestion was something like a legal drama where somebody was being sentenced to death row and they had 24 hours to get a reprieve for him. There was other suggestions as well about setting it in fashion houses or you know some sort of event that had a particular deadline and doing it in real time that was sort of the suggestion they also looked at the young jack bauer series of him sort of becoming a ctu agent that was another thing that they thought might work obviously all these suggestions were coming out because at the time Kiefer Sutherland was tied up on Designated Survivor and uh, then he did the Quibi series The Fugitive although I mean that's only the length of a movie so I mean that doesn't take up that much time Kiefer's actually slightly more freed up at the moment he's got a uh, thing called The First Lady which is he's playing Franklin D. Roosevelt in uh, that's a Showtime series which is coming up it's had a whole bunch of different people in it uh, he's just on a film with Chris Pine but he's not actually on a sort of straight network show at the moment so there is a possibility you could maybe tempt him to come back if he would be prepared to step back into the role and 
I don't know. Maybe it's been long enough. Maybe he will be prepared to come back. I think the thing is, what most people want to see is at least one more season just to resolve getting Jack out of that Russian prison that he was stuck in at the end of it, because that's sort of where they ended it. And we don't know what happened to him. That's never been resolved. So fans of the show would like at least one more season with him in that resolves that and has a slightly happier ending for him. I think that would make people a bit happier. But whether that happens, who knows? Did you watch the original 24? I don't know. I did. Yeah, Um, I watched it. It was around university days for me. Watched it. One of my friends did a very strong parody of it during university because we did broadcasting as a as a degree course, yeah. um and then i want to say about eight weeks ago eight to ten weeks ago my friends who i was in formerly in the bubble with during lockdown so shall we start 24 together we literally got through one episode and then our calendars never mixed again and so about <laughs> three about four weeks later i went you should just watch it without me because i don't think i'm going to get around there enough yeah um, but uh yeah i did watch it but I just feel like we're always talking about either reviving 24 or reviving the X-Files. It's just like we're always on that whole cycle of, you know, they're just, are we running out of original ideas that they keep having to go back to some of the most popular ones of that time period? We do so much about cancellations, don't we? And some great programs are cancelled and you just think, are you right cancelling it? Because in about eight to ten years' time, we could be covering a story where you're trying to revive it because it was cancelled too soon or you didn't wrap up a story. But it's just a frustration, isn't it, that, that we have at the moment? Yeah, I, I think there is a difference with something like this compared to something like X-Files. I mean, X-Files, I think, had a it had an end to it and they had movies and come out. There was ways that they could wrap it up and yet they still kept on bringing it back because it was a big property. I think with 24, if you could bring it back with Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer and there was unfinished business at the end of that. You know, they did leave him in a pretty awful state and you could pick that back up. It would make sense to do, even if they did it as a one-off event series, that would sort of make sense, I think, and would work. So, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean, but there are certain shows where I think you can go back and you can do a little bit with it. And I think 24 is is one of them. You know, I, I'd be happy if they did one season just to resolve that storyline and as long as it's got Kiefer Sutherland back in the main role. Mm, yeah. That's what I want to see is Kiefer Sutherland back in the main role, basically. So we'll see. We'll see whether anything comes of it. I mean, they are still talking about it and, uh, you know, it's Fox and they are looking for new shows to go out, particularly live action stuff. They've got a lot of good animation on Fox. Their live action stuff, not so much. So we'll see. So that's all the news we've got for this week. We'll just finish with some highlights for next week on TV. Highlights for next week. We have uh, Jack Whitehall travels with my father. Is back for a fifth and final season. They apparently have got sick of each other. That's on the 14th of September. That is coming back for a last season. Apparently that is going to be. So uh, that's on Netflix. All Creatures Great and Small, that uh, Channel 5 series, that is returning for a second season on the 16th of September at 9pm. That is landing. Uh, I didn't see any of that, but it went down very well for Channel 5. It, appears to be quite popular for their original drama. So Final Space, as I mentioned earlier, that's coming on the 16th of September to Netflix for a third and final season. Then we have some new stuff starting up. Young Rock, the comedy which is focuses on the life of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That is coming to Sky Comedy on the 17th of September at 8pm. Sex Education, that's back for a third season. That's on the 17th of September on Netflix. The Morning Show, which was utterly fantastic, that is back for a second season on Apple TV plus that's on the 17th of september it's well well worth going to watch if you can uh, get yourself an apple tv subscription for that the emmy awards are going to be broadcast that is going out on sky max on the 19th of september at 11 p.m they have said so if you want to watch the emmy awards they are going out on sky max over here manhunt the night stalker which is a sort of second season of the manhunt series which starred martin clunes as dci colin Sutton that is coming back which uh, obviously follows a new case because it was very self-contained the first one that is on the 20th of September on ITV at 9pm then we have Great British Bake Off is back that is the 12th season that's on Channel 4 on the 21st of September 8pm 
also returning, raised from the dead. Never mind the Buzzcocks is back with that Greg Davis once again. That is coming to Sky Max. That's on the 21st of September at 9pm. Very much looking forward to that. I loved the original. Did you watch Never Mind the Buzzcocks? I did, yeah. Yeah, I'm very looking forward to it. Obviously, I said in the previous one, I, I miss the Sam Simon Amstel element of it <laughs> and Phil Jupiter's. But I, I'm going to tune in. I, I think it's a really good quiz. I really enjoyed it when it was on. Yeah, and they've got good people involved with it. So it's going to be different, but I think Greg's great with those sort of things. So I think that's going to be kind of fun. Why the Last Man, which is a adaptation of a comic book set in a somewhat of a dystopian future where everything with a Y chromosome has been killed by a virus. Been going out, I think, already in the US and uh, it seems to have gone down pretty well. That's coming to star on Disney+. Plus. That's on the 22nd of September for the first episode of that. And that's Why the Last Man. Dear White People is back for a fourth and final season. That's on the 22nd of September. Then we have Star Wars Visions, which is an interesting little anthology series based in the Star Wars universe. It's almost Elseworld kind of things, what if sort of things, but they're done in the style of a Japanese anime. So looks really kind of visually quite interesting, but that's Star Wars Visions. That's coming on the 22nd of September as well. And RuPaul's Drag Race UK returns to BBC Three and iPlayer. That's on the 23rd of September at 7pm. That will be landing if you are a fan of Drag Race. That's all the stuff coming up this week. We're starting to get some new shows landing. Oh my God, so many. I just The list I've written from today's episode of things i need to be watching I, i'm gonna oh i'm gonna give up work <laughs> <laughs> yeah so never mind the buzzcocks i'm very much looking forward to why the last man i love the comic book so i'm very much looking forward to that the morning show if you've not caught that get an apple tv plus subscription because it is well 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 worth watching and there's some great stuff on apple tv anyway i'll take a look at the young rock so there's there's some really good stuff coming this week really interesting for you if they want to go and find you and uh, talk to you where can they find you they can find me over on twitter at grey the geek i'm normally moaning about consumer issues but also a bit of tv stuff a bit of what's going on in my life uh, loads of tweets yesterday about the winning of the us open grand slam final for emma raducanu for any sports fans who do listen in i was watching that and i flooded my twitter with loads of tweets about that last night because it was a very exciting match yes and uh, i should also say very good of channel 4 and amazon to manage to work out a deal yeah. where it actually aired on terrestrial tv when she was in the final i i think the fact that amazon agreed to do that was really good of them so yeah, uh, you know and i mean obviously it cost channel 4 money i'm sure but you know the fact they could have just said no <laughs> so yeah. you know the fact that they agreed to do it i think it's really good for other people that are involved in the show you can of course find bex over on twitch.tv forward slash trista bites that's b-y-t-e-s she's streaming daily and doing loads and loads of different stupid things over on her twitch channel always always fun to go and watch if you want to talk about either gaming or retro stuff or there's loads of stuff over there so well worth going to watch her matt you can go and find over at entertainmenttalk.org for lots and lots more podcasts you can find over there um we're doing walking dead at the moment so you'll be able to get those on wednesdays and uh, he's got lots of other shows he's doing on entertainmenttalk.org and daryl you can find at hollywoodnorthnews.net for all the tv series that you love that are shot in canada for us you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektown uk that is everything we shall see you next week bye 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 